0: How can we create and grow a profitable business that absolutely lights our soul on fire while allowing us to lead an extraordinary life on our own terms? Through valuable support and insights, actionable marketing strategies, and real-life inspiration, we'll transform your expertise into a business that fuels your soul and makes an impact while putting you wildly in demand. I'm your host, Alicia Jonas. Thank you so much for being here, and let's dive in. Well, hello everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Soulful Biz Babe's podcast. I am excited to be with you today. I am recording this right before I head out to Social Media Marketing World in San Diego and I can't wait to share all of those great takeaways. This is my second year going to Social Media Marketing World and it is like nothing you have ever seen. If you've never been, it's like 6 or 7,000 people all in this cute little area in downtown San Diego. Everybody is talking about Facebook ads and funnels and YouTube and chatbots and all of the things. And so there is so many great, great sessions and there's so many connections to be made. And that's one of the things that's so unique about social media, media marketing world is that they really emphasize networking and connections. And they even have rooms set up specifically for networking and they have people there volunteers whose job is to connect you with people that you're looking for. So if you want to go and you want to be a speaker and you want to book gigs, they can connect you with the right people. If you want to book podcast interviews, they can connect you. If you're looking for a Facebook ads person, they can connect you. So it's really, really cool. It's like nothing I've ever seen before. And I get to go and just fangirl over all of these amazing people that I follow online and actually see them in person. And actually my coach is speaking, my biz bestie is gonna be there, and so it's just gonna be a super great time. So today I wanted to talk about some of the things that I would do differently now if I were to be starting my business from scratch online. Okay, I was thinking about this because I am starting to coach online business owners and they're, they're going through this right now where they are getting started. They're putting the foundations in place. Their, you know, social media is different now. Like it's different now than it was a year ago. And it's different from three years ago. Like it changes so fast. And so there's so many things to think about. And so I thought it would be valuable to share some of the things. Like if I was starting from scratch right now, what would I do differently? Like, so take take this experience, take my learned lessons and see what you can put into practice in your business. And if you're thinking about getting started in the online space or you have just started and you're like, oh my God, nothing's happening. I think that you're gonna get some value out of this episode. All right, so let's talk about these things. These are kind of like the big picture things, right? Of course, I can talk for days and days and days. On specific ad strategies, specific email strategies, specific automation things. But these are like the big picture things that I want you to get out of this episode. Okay, so the first thing would be start investing right away, whether it's a coach, a course, a mastermind, a conference, something like that. Like, don't waste the time and your money on trying to figure it all out yourself. I know. That when you're getting started, it's hard to to like bite the bullet and invest that money. But really, trying to piece together things that you see other people doing, or trying to piece together things you hear on podcasts, or piece, piece together things you see maybe someone else doing on Instagram, it's not really going to give you the same result as if you just go to the source, figure out the actual strategy behind what's going on. Okay, now. When you invest in a coach or a course or something like that, you're going to know exactly what to do right away to start seeing results, right? You're going to have those foundations to start making progress so that you can start making money and then you can scale from there, right? Maybe you need to make a little bit of money so that you can invest in better email software. Maybe you want to make a little bit of money so that you can start running some Facebook ads and actually really accelerating your audience growth, okay? Think about that. Investing is, yes, it is a cost at some point, but you can't look at it as a cost. You have to look at it as what's the result? What's the transformation that I'm going to get from this investment? And also be fully responsible for achieving those results, right? A coach, it's not their responsibility to get you the results. And that's a big thing that i think a lot of us need to remember your coach cannot physically make you show up online your coach cannot physically make you implement that strategy so it's really your responsibility to do that but they can give you the tools they can give you a the strategy they can help you look at it from a different angle so that you can start going through that process and finding results quicker okay now i always like to go back to the first time i really truly invested in my online business i invested $3,500 for a three month program. And it was really designed to teach you how to launch a course or how to kind of build your visibility online. And within the first 30 days, because I had the right strategies, because I had someone who'd been through it before and told me exactly what to do or different ways to approach it, Within that first 30 days, I created a program, I launched it, and I made over $5,000. So I repaid my investment within the first 30 days, which is incredible. And then, you know, I remember when I was making that investment, I put it on a credit card. I'll be fully upfront about that. like, And I was able to pay it right down. And not everybody has that experience, but I think when you really dive in, when you put yourself fully into a program and you are fully committed to implementing the strategies, the structures, the tools that you're given, you're going to see a return on that investment, okay? And maybe that return doesn't come within 30 days. Maybe it comes in 60 days or 90 days or a year later, but you are going to see a return. And so every time I've done that, every time I've invested, I've, I've increasingly invested more and more and more in my business. I always see the return on the investment, right? And sometimes that return is not monetary. Sometimes that return is additional opportunities or more visibility or more connections. My people, like my best business friends, are as a result of me investing in myself and putting myself out there and really forming relationships with people who are in the same space and doing the same thing, right? So it is a super big belief of mine that you should always be investing somehow, some way in your business. So whether it's a coach or if it's not a coach, maybe it's a course or a little training or some local training that you can go to. Maybe there's an event that teaches you how to optimize your Facebook ad. Get yourself in that room. Get yourself in those programs and be fully present and fully committed because what you put in, you get out. I've also invested in programs where I didn't see the return because I wasn't fully invested. I wasn't making the time to actually go through the material or I wasn't making time to show up for the calls and therefore I didn't make my investment back. So that's the thing is when you make that investment commit to showing up, commit to being all in even when it means you're uncomfortable, even when it means there's things coming up that might be difficult for you to do right now, really make sure you're committing to that. Okay? All right, next, I would do things before I was ready, okay? And I think this is something I say a lot, but I think it's it's a good reminder. Like, I think sometimes we are so, we want it to look good. We don't want to be embarrassed. We get a little bit perfectionist about things. And so maybe we don't show our face on video on Instagram or Facebook, or we don't do a live stream, or we don't host a training for our audience, or we don't start a podcast, right? I waited longer than I should have to start a podcast because I just I was a little bit like, oh my gosh, I don't know. I'm a little nervous. I'm nervous to put myself out there, nervous to spend the time and the energy putting it all together. But it has been one of the biggest blessings in my business. It has been a way for people to reach me that maybe don't hang out on Facebook or don't want to watch my videos. It has been a way for me to reach people who maybe got the episode shared on Instagram, right? So the thing is we, we can't keep trying to have all the steps figured out ahead of time. All right. And that kind of goes back to finding the coach, right? Finding the investment that will help you figure out the steps is you, yes, you want to be organized and you want to plan ahead and you want to kind of have an idea of what you're going up against but at some point, you've got to put it into action so that you can start learning and making the course corrections that you need to make, right? There's going to be things that are going to happen, whether they're inside or outside your control. And you're going to learn to do it that way, to not do it that way, a different way to go about it. And maybe, maybe it's just something like I didn't allow enough time to plan for that course creation or I didn't allow enough time in my day to know that i needed to really be on top of my morning routine when i'm launching a program okay little things like that i've learned so many lessons okay so let's just share some of the silly things that have happened to me <laughs> in my online business right i have uh ran ads ran facebook ads spent lots of money on facebook ads and had over 200 people sign up for a webinar and then when it came time for that live webinar I would put so much energy and so much time into getting these slides ready, getting my presentation ready, emailing my audience, reminding them about it, all of that stuff. And then that silly software didn't have any audio that day. So I was putting on this entire webinar and no one could hear me. So needless to say, I didn't sell anything from that webinar. Okay. That was not in my control. Unfortunately, it was a big you know, lots of time and lots of energy wasted for nothing, right? I've had countless email bloopers. I've sent out, I've done an entire webinar. It seems like webinars are an issue for me, right? I've done an entire webinar at the wrong link. So when I showed up, no one was there. And then I had, when I got off the webinar, everyone had emailed me like, where are you? I'm here. (laughs) Am I at the right link? And I'm sure there's so many more that I could share with you, but it's just like, it just happens. Things happen. You try to do what you can to prevent things from happening, but at some point you've got to actually just start and not be concerned about the people giving you feedback, right? And that's really a really, really hard thing to wrap your head around, right? I get you know, negative feedback every single day. You're just going to get negative feedback. There's going to be people who, for whatever reason, don't agree with what you're doing or the way your voice sounds or how you presented that information. You're not going to have enough social proof for them, to convince them that your program is worthwhile, whatever the reason, you're going to have some negative feedback, but you still, they shouldn't let it stop you. You shouldn't let it stop you from showing up and serving those people who really need your gifts. Because let me tell you, there's a lot more people out there that need your gifts than there are people who are going to be critical, right? Most people who are going to be critical, it's because there's something going on in them and they don't like what that's bringing up for them. And so they need to lash out. Okay. Hey there, can I ask you a quick favor? If you're loving this episode, I would be absolutely thrilled if you could take 30 seconds to head over to iTunes to rate and review the show. It helps us be more visible and reach people just like you building soulful businesses. And while you're there, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate it. All right. So the next thing would be understanding that what works for someone else isn't necessarily going to work for me and it isn't necessarily a guarantee for success. Okay. And this took a lot of learning for me. I would follow strategies that my coach had done or that people who I was connected to in my masterminds had done and realize I would, like, we would be doing the exact same thing and we would end up with wildly different results, okay? It's because what works for them and their audience does not necessarily work for you and your audience, okay? And this is why testing and tweaking is so important and why so many people don't last the test of time In the online space is that they don't stick with it long enough to actually figure out what works for them you know the graphic that you see floating around social media the graphic of like the iceberg and then it's like above the water it's all good stuff it's all the success it's all the highs and then low the below the water is all the setbacks the failures the things that didn't work out the learned lessons like that's what it is same thing in online business, right? We have these highs, but we have to go through all of these learning lessons, all of these tests and tweaks and things. And you have to know that there's no secret five-step method to guarantee success for everyone. Okay. There's no five-step or three-step or 10-step framework that is going to work for that works for that person that's automatically going to always work for everyone else that tries it. Okay. Some people really like challenges. Some people really like webinars. Some people really like private coaching. Some people really like building courses and get results that way. And it's kind of like, well, that works for their audience. So that's great. Okay. But you have to do what feels good to you. And I think that's been like this is like the lesson of 2020 for me is, is doing what feels good to you is what's going to give you the most results. It's going to make you the happiest and it's just going to make your business just take off. Okay. You may have to go through a few trial and errors before you figure out what you like and you don't like, but ultimately you have to kind of Follow what feels good to you and stick on that path, right? Don't force it. When you force it, it's not going to work. When you are in alignment, when you're loving what you're doing, when you're excited to show up and do that work every single day and talk about it, and people can, your energy is infectious, that's going to make the difference, right? And so I would ask you in your business right now, or if you're thinking about starting online or in any business, whatever is exciting to you, that's what you need to examine. Okay, if it's not exciting you anymore, if if you're not really thrilled with what you're offering or what you're putting out there, then maybe it's time to examine that and consider a little bit of a shift, right? Okay. Now, this is a biggie. And this is something that I feel like I am in the process of learning, especially as I'm pivoting my business recently, is that you need to charge what feels good not what you think people will pay. Okay. I'll say that again. Charge what feels good, not what you think people will pay. Okay. So before when I first started online, I thought, okay, I have to earn my stripes. I have to prove myself before I raise my prices and charge like more of a higher ticket, uh, higher price tag. And so I charged low to get started and I figured, you know, I'm going to scale up each year. And then what happened is, you know, I have the mindset by charging lower prices, I'll book more, more people, or I'll find more people that can afford me because if I'm charging lower, more people can afford me. Right. And this is kind of one of the mistakes we make when we go online is we think we're going to charge a low ticket. We're going to sell a low ticket thing because more people will, buy it. It's a lower barrier to entry. It's an easier sell. But here's what I learned. I was still finding people who could not afford me. I was still finding people who, who couldn't find the money. It was always a bad time. There was something coming up. And I was attracting people who weren't as committed and really ready to do the work Maybe they valued the cost of that investment. All they could see was the cost versus the results or the transformation that they could achieve if they made that investment. And they weren't really ready. You know, maybe they were like in a thinking about it stage. They weren't really ready to maybe get uncomfortable or actually put in the work that is going to happen when you hire a coach or when you join a program, right? Maybe they didn't have faith that they were going to make that investment back. And sometimes people, not always, but sometimes people that, that aren't quite ready to do the work, they're going to be placing the entire responsibility for the results on the coach instead of themselves. Okay. And I'm not saying that all coaches are great. Sometimes coaches are not good, but when there's something not working, it's your responsibility as a client to say to the coach, Something's not working. How can we look at what's going on and make some shifts? I'm not seeing the results that I'm after, or maybe I want to, I want to try it this way. And because the coach doesn't know how you feel and they don't know what you're up to every single day. Right? So it's really important that when you are in a coach client relationship, that you are constantly checking in and telling them what doesn't feel good. Okay. So back to my point here, that was kind of a tangent, but When you're thinking about pricing your services in the online space, particularly, I want you to think about pricing your services at a value that feels really good and for the right reasons, right? We don't want to just charge some crazy, you know, $30,000 for a month of coaching just because we want to pay off our mortgage, but for the right reasons, because you have the results to back it up, you have the experience to back it up and you can get people moving in the right direction, right? But when you do that, you're going to be attracting people who think abundantly, right? They're not so scarcity focused. They're committed. They're going to value that investment and they're going to be ready to show up and do the work. They're going to accept responsibility for their results and they're going to have the faith in themselves to make that investment back. Okay. So there's a lot of energy wrapped up in your prices. Okay. When you command higher prices, you're going to command a higher quality client. Okay, when you charge the lower prices, you're going to feel like you're dragging people along to join you. You're going to feel like they're maybe not as committed. They're not going to see the results because they're not as dedicated to actually showing up and earning their investment back, okay? And so you're automatically going to start attracting those higher level clients, okay? So that's my thought for you is if you're just getting started with this industry, think about your pricing as the level of client that you want to attract. Okay. And it doesn't mean that, like I asked this question of my coach actually yesterday. I was saying, okay, so when we are charging money to people who may be struggling or just getting started, we feel guilty charging high ticket, right? Because we're like, oh well, how will they make that work? Because if they're not making enough money in their business, how are they going to make that work? And then I immediately, she asked me a question. She's like, well, do you feel that like you like put yourself in your own shoes when you were in that place, when I was just starting my business, right? What kind of investment were you made at work? Right. And I was like, well, yeah, exactly. When like, you know, the story I told you earlier about the $3,500 investment, I was making literally hundreds of dollars a month. I wasn't even making, I wasn't, I was making a fraction of that every single month in my business, right? And then I figured out a way to make it work. I put it on a credit card. Like I said, I had the resources to do that, which was very, I'm very fortunate for. So I think that you can't let the idea of where your potential client is influence your pricing because the right clients, the right people who are meant to work with you, who are ready Go, who are serious, are going to figure out a way to make that work, or they're going to save their money to make it work. They're going to be looking because they see you as the expert, because they see the transformation, and to them, the value of the transformation is more than worth that investment. And that's what I'm getting at, right? The value of the transformation, whether you know, from I went from investing 3,500 to making 5K right away, and then I continued to make more income after that. That was just in the first month, right? So the value of the transformation, the value of the clarity that you're going to offer, the value of the tools, the strategies, the knowledge, the expertise, the learn lessons is more than worth that monetary amount that you're asking. Okay. So you have to be confident when you're charging those higher prices and know that the right people will step up and will find you and will pay those prices. Okay. You can't let your own scarcity and your own money mindset impact how you price your services. Okay. Because it's going to affect who you're working with, who you're attracting and who you're working with and the kind of results they're going to get, right? If you're charging lower ticket, you're going to attract lower quality clients and they're not going to do the work. They're not going to get the results and you're not going to have those awesome testimonials that are going to help you elevate your coaching programs and elevate your business so that you can be booking higher and higher ticket clients. Okay. So does that make sense? I think that's like the biggest thing. And it's something that I'm kind of examining now that I had this belief that, you know, I have to earn my stripes, I have to prove myself, I have to, you know, all that. But the thing is, is I have proven myself. I have been through this and I can command those higher prices now because it's gonna mean that I'm gonna have, attract a different level client and we're just gonna take off together, right? So I hope all of those tips were helpful for you guys today. Reach out to me if you have any more specific questions. I'd be happy to share and happy to tell you more in depth about some of these learned lessons, right? Thank you guys so much for listening today, guys. I hope that you can take something from this and apply it to your business, whether you're online or just getting started. I'm here to help. Have a great day, guys. I'll talk to you soon you so much for joining me today. Don't forget to head over to alishajonas.co to access the show notes, join my free Facebook community full of other soulful biz babes, and learn more on how you can build a business that absolutely fuels your soul.